Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. I'd like to say hello to Caden and Kaya Bassi. A special happy belated birthday to Wolf from Orleans, Massachusetts on Cape Cod, who turned six on November 8th. You're so bright and special, and we are all so proud of you. Love mom, dad, and Cole. Happy belated birthday to Lila from Dis Norfolk in England, who turned nine on November 26th. Happy belated birthday to Lane Wickland, who turned 11 on November 22nd. Happy birthday, Laney. We are so lucky to be the parents of such an amazing girl. Love mom and dad. Happy belated birthday to Sydney from Boise, Idaho, who turned eight on November 24th. Mom, Dad, and Odie love you. And happy belated birthday to Claire from Kelmsford, Massachusetts, who turned seven on November 27th. Happy birthday to Freya from Olympia, Washington, who is turning six on December 5th. Happy birthday to Elia from Manchester, UK, who is turning 11 on December 5th. With love from your little sister, Rach, and Mama. Happy birthday to Eli in Kentucky, who is turning seven on December 7th. Your mommy loves you so much and is so proud of all that you are. Thank you for being you. Happy birthday to Ariana from the Bronx, New York, who is turning eight on December 8th. From mommy, daddy, Bella, Mikey, and Anthony. Happy birthday to Keiko Maya in Michigan, who is turning seven on December 9th. Mommy, Daddy, and Miles love you to the moon and back. Have a wonderful day. And happy birthday to Augie from Minnesota, who is turning six on December 10th. Happy birthday to you all. I hope you have a wonderful day. Shoutouts and birthday wishes are one way we give thanks to our supporters. If you would like to support us and receive more bedtime entertainment like this, all ad-free, please visit our support page at sleeptightstories.org support. Thank you. Mariah and Esther have escaped from the Scalix and Chickalores and reached a lake. After sliding down the cliffside, Esther asks Araya why the creatures won't come near the lake. Araya doesn't know, but as they near the lake, the map starts to glow again, and Esther sees something that leaves her sure of what they need to do next. The Magical Book of Dreams, Part 22 Araya had convinced Esther that it was best they bed down for the coming night and rest. Walking at night in the unknown realm brought with it increased risk, not just due to the creepy creatures that came out on the paths, but also because it was so difficult to see where you were going. The sky often hid the light of the planets above, and without good magic lighting the way, you might find yourself falling into some deep holes or walking right into something harder than your head. Though she protested, the message she received from the lake had energized her, 
But once she settled, it took her only a heartbeat before she was fast asleep. Araya slept with one eye open in case the creatures decided to sneak up on them while they were resting. Esther's sleep wasn't without its own activity, with vivid dreams of her running back through the portal and back home, sitting in her kitchen, listening to her mother complain about her leaving. Another dream had her in class, staring absently out the window while her teacher told her to wake up, or she would send another note home for her mother. But the most vivid was her dream about the starlit summit of Eldoria. In Esther's dream, the starlit summit of Eldoria had a mysterious edge. The mountain peak reached high into the night, surrounded by stars that seemed to watch everything below. The air felt tense, like a storm was about to break. The mists around the summit were thick and eerie. Esther saw visions of the realm, once full of life now faded and suffering. The once lush forests looked droopy and dull. Rivers were dark and murky, and meadows were overrun with weeds. Esther felt constantly in a rush, like time couldn't wait. Shadows followed her and Araya, hinting at danger. She assumed they were the Scalix, always lurking just out of sight. She saw glimpses of a guide, a figure always just out of reach. It was like she was racing against time to save the realm. At the heart of the dream was a huge tree at the summit. Its branches spread wide under the stars, but the tree looked damaged. Its leaves had dark edges and its trunk was scarred. It might have once been a symbol of good, but now showed symptoms of all that was affecting this once great kingdom. In another fragment of her dream, Esther saw herself wearing a crown, its golden color glowing with good magic. The crown felt heavy upon her head. In the distance, she heard Scalix growling loudly, their guttural snarls reverberating through the air. Their eyes glowed with a fierce intensity, reflecting their resentment, or perhaps fear, of the authority she might symbolize. The threatening presence of the Scalix in her dream was a clear reminder that danger was always close, and every step forward brought new risks. The growls intensified until Esther woke up, her heart racing. Scalix, Esther shouted, jumping up from her prone position. Shh, Araya said, trying to comfort her. Sit back down. There are no Scalix here, or Chickalore, or whatever that other creature was. They are howling in the distance, trying to scare and remind you of their presence. Well, it worked, Esther said, sitting down, bringing her legs up against her chest in an attempt to give herself a hug. Did you get any good sleep? Araya asked. You were making noises. 
At one point, I thought I would have to wake you up, you were so loud. I hope I wasn't talking in my sleep, Esther said, but I do feel better, almost rested, and I seem to be getting used to the pain in my legs. That's good because the mountain you spoke of is incredibly far from here. I hope your map shows us a safe and quick route because I haven't traveled that way before, Mariah said as she handed Esther a drink of water. After taking a drink, Esther said, I'll look if you give me another taste of that delicious food you gave me earlier. Esther was trying to be sarcastic like Araya, but was failing. Her mother always told her no one liked sarcasm, but it seemed okay when Araya talked like that. Esther reached into her bag and brought out the map, which glowed to her touch and illuminated the area around them with its soft glow, almost bringing out the color that would have once been there. Touching the spot where they were, a route toward the summit revealed itself. Can you see the route? Esther asked. No, Esther, only you can read the map, Araya said, handing Esther something to eat. Esther tried to take a bite, but remembered how hard the food was. Eating it would require both hands. The map shows a sparkling line that indicates the route, which, to my eyes, has us following the lake until we come to what must be a small stream that winds through the forest. Yes, I know that stream. Its water is still quite drinkable, and we should be able to travel unbothered all around the lake until we reach that part of the forest. It's quite a distance, though. It will take us time. Tracing the route on the map with her finger, Esther continues. Then it appears that the route leads to a place called the Vale of Mists. I wish you could see this, as the image depicts what it looks like. A thick fog blankets the ground, which might make going forward difficult, though my experience is pretty limited. I have not traveled on this route, but have read accounts from others who have told of a disorienting terrain, where shapes and shadows shift unpredictably. We will have to be on the lookout for Scalex and other creatures. They would love to hide in the fog. And I suppose we would have to take our time. Otherwise, my next fall might be worse than my last, Esther said, looking at the rip in her pants and feeling the soreness in her knee. Continuing with her finger along the route, Esther said, After traversing the Veil of Mists, the path ascends into the echoing canyons. This looks like a series of vast rocky gorges, the map does not say, however, how we will cross. The canyons are known for their strange acoustics, sounds their echo with unnatural clarity, making it difficult to find the source of noises. This used to be a place where people would go to relax and enjoy the natural beauty. I think Gimble might have written about it. The terrain is rugged and challenging though, with steep climbs and narrow ledges. We will want to be well-rested before we attempt to journey through that area, especially with your skinny legs, Araya said, 
her serious tone returning. Esther put the map away inside Gimbel's book that she carried in her bag. With both hands, she took a bite of food, which had the strange texture of dragon candy and chewy vegetables. It gave her energy, so whatever it was, it had the desired effect. Oh, what would she give for some of her mother's stew right now, even if she had to eat it with her stinky brother? Well, I guess we should be going then, Esther said, quickly rising to her feet. Her legs only shook ever so slightly. An improvement. That's the spirit, Araya said, throwing her bag on her back as they slowly walked around the water's edge. In the distance, they could hear the noise and howls of the Scalix and other menacing creatures. Looking at Esther, who had a concerned look on her face, Araya said, There are no guarantees, but for this part of our journey, we should be safe from those creatures. Those are sounds of frustration. I hope they enjoy that feeling for the rest of our journey, Esther said, picking up the pace just in case. As do I, Araya replied. For a long period of time, Araya and Esther walked in silence. Araya had many questions about what Esther had seen, and Esther wanted to know more about the realm and its history. Esther mostly daydreamed about what life would be like after she rescued her father. Her father taught her to visualize positive outcomes whenever she had to study something hard. She thought the technique might also work in this case. Despite the grayness that had almost had them in their grasp up upon the cliff, the lake waters were calm and clear. Unlike much of the surrounding areas, where vibrant life had turned to stone-like statues, the lake retained a hint of the realm's former magic. The gentle lap of the water against the shore created a soothing rhythm that accompanied their steps. Otherwise, the lake's shores were quiet, the usual rustling of leaves absent, since the trees had solidified into stone. Yet, there was a certain stillness here that felt safe, a quietness that was soothing in its own way. As they walked, Esther, coming in and out of her daydream, occasionally glanced at the water noticing how it reflected the gray sky above, a reminder of the realm's lost vibrancy. Araya remained alert as they moved. This place is different, she said, looking over the calm water. Even with everything changed, the lake seems to hold on to a bit of what this land used to be. Esther felt sadness in Araya's words. The tranquility of the lake was a brief respite in their journey, a small pocket of calm from the chaos that preceded their arrival. The silent trees stood as sentinels along their path, and the gentle lapping of the water against the shore was a soft, reassuring sound amidst the quiet. Breaking the silence, Araya asked, 
How are your skinny legs? Still able to keep walking? Araya sure knows how to start a conversation, Esther thought. I think my legs have gone numb, so I should be able to keep walking. If you don't mind me asking, what did you see in the lake? You seemed to stare off into the waters for the longest time, yet I didn't see much of the change you must have. I saw images, swirling mists, ancient symbols, and cryptic patterns. I saw the realm as it once was, full of color and magic, even more beautiful than where I come from. It sparkled with color all the way up into the clear blue sky. But it's not so much what I saw as what I felt and learned. It felt like I had received a lifetime of learning. I can't even begin to understand. But one message kept repeating itself, and that was to be patient and that I will grow in time. I don't understand how I came to receive this knowledge or why I was chosen, Esther said, noticing the change in scenery in the distance. The elders would often talk of a young child who would come to help us, possess enormous amounts of good magic, and have a good heart and noble purpose. The child would seem weak, but have great strength within. Gimbal thought that that might be you. I didn't believe it, but now I am not so sure. Me? Magic? A good heart? I find this all very overwhelming, but my father used to tell me that whenever he felt the challenge of returning was too great, he simply put one foot in front of the other. Maybe that's all I can do. We are coming to the stream up ahead, Araya said, as she pointed to where they could see the stream that meandered into the expanse of what used to be a forest and which the map said would lead them towards the Veil of Mist. Beyond the stream, they could see the skeletal remains of the forest. The trees created a somber, almost eerie silhouette against the sky, a forest of statues rather than a living, breathing ecosystem. The beauty that once defined the area was replaced with a haunting stillness a stark reminder of the changes that had befallen the realm. Further off, where the forest sinned, the beginnings of the veil of mists were just visible. Even from a distance, Esther and Araya could see the soft, swirling fog that perpetually cloaked the area. The mist seemed to dance at the forest's edge, blurring the line between the petrified woodlands and the mysterious terrain beyond. This ethereal barrier marked the entrance to a place of legends and unknowns, a threshold they would soon cross. Araya and Esther stopped and stared at what awaited them, knowing their journey was about to take them into increasingly unfamiliar and treacherous territory. In the distance, they could hear the familiar howls and other threatening sounds greeting them excitedly, waiting for them to come closer. 
Looking at each other, Araya and Esther took a deep breath and continued towards the next part of their journey. And that is the end of this part. Good night. Sleep tight. <laughs>